Welcome back to the Infinite Banter Podcast. This is episode four. I am Mark Jolliffe, and I want to thank everybody who's been listening, subscribing, checking me out on all the different various sites that you can find the show. I want to add that uh, this past week I added it to Podbean, so you can find it there at Infinite Banter. Uh, of course, podcast.com is where I'm really excited about having the uh, the podcast. I'm looking to get it on iTunes this week, still on Mixcloud and SoundCloud. The Facebook fan page is at Infinite Banter, Twitter at Infinite Banter, and on Instagram you can find me at DJ Soundwave 75. That is also my Twitter handle. So let's get right into it. Uh, I do want to correct things I said last week. On The Walking Dead, there's a character named Connie. I called her Colleen, so I'm wrong. Connie is cool, and I'm really liking that character, the little uh, in-between her and Daryl. Daryl doesn't really talk much. She can't talk, and their little banter back and forth actually is pretty cool, and I'm definitely a fan of her character, so let's get her name right. Her name is Connie, not Colleen. And I encourage anybody out there, if I say something, I'm going to say things that are stupid, but if I say anything that's incorrect or... I say somebody's name wrong or something, please, by all means, check me, let me know, because, you know, I don't have somebody telling me when I'm saying something wrong. I'm just going by what's in this stupid brain of mine. Happy St. Patrick's Day to those of you out there that are listening. Well, by the time you listen to this, it will not be St. Patrick's Day anymore, but happy St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day seems like one of those holidays that lasts more than a day. It's like a whole week of drinking and vomiting and eating things that are green. And here in the Chicago area, we have the big turning the river green and the parade uh, straight out of the Fugitive movie, stuff like that. So it used to be a holiday that I was more excited about when I was younger in my college days, you know, if you drink and such. But uh, as I'm older now, I don't really do too much for St. Patrick's Day. I might have some corned beef and cabbage later. But other than that, I'm and I'm not really Irish, so this isn't a... Th- although... I don't think most people who celebrate this holiday are Irish. I'm getting drunk and drinking some green beer. Oh, God, I'm so drunk. It's really like amateur hour for this kind of holiday, just kind of like New Year's and, you know, that day in November when we turn the clocks back. Everybody's out drinking and the streets are filled with people who've, you know, they can't wait to go out and drink and throw up and lay on the gutter in my green shirt. Oh, God, I'm so wasted. see those people all the time so uh big up to you people out there that are out drinking i will be in my house and i will be uh near the home if i leave and i don't have to worry about uh you people out there because uh it's like the walking dead you know a bunch of people with green shirts on and vomit and beer and kiss me i'm irish (laughs) but you're not irish and even if you were i wouldn't because you have throw up on your mouth and i'm good so move along I think uh, maybe it's a good idea to play some House of Pain or something and uh, enjoy St. Patrick's Day with some food, maybe some drinks inside the house. Maybe I'm just an old man now. I'm old I'm old manning it. I don't do the whole going to bars and stuff anymore that often, if at all. So uh, big up St. Patrick's Day. Go celebrate, but uh, watch out for the people with the, the green clover things on their head and uh, walking like zombies with uh, with their green beer and their green shirts, and their green vomits. Just steer clear of those people. They're out there. They're walking around, and uh, they're going to be laying in a gutter somewhere. And you just want to step around them and keep moving as you try to get to wherever you're supposed to go as people celebrate a little too hard and people who've never never drank to that degree before, they're finding out the hard way. And it's like 45 degrees and sunny here, so it's like perfect drinking weather. So, all right, uh that was my, I don't know if it was a rant, but that's St. Patrick's Day. I didn't mean to shit on it for people. Uh, go go out there and have fun. Just be careful. There's a lot of drunk weirdos out there. So since I brought up The Walking Dead, I'll do that first. But I do want to plug that later on in the show, first guest ever on the podcast, Tony OT will be coming on to talk about Tony OTV. I promoted it last week. We'll talk about it a little more in depth because I reached out to him. I said, look, man, I'm trying to explain your show to people. I think you would be better at doing this because it is not something that's easy to describe, but it's very entertaining. I hope you guys check it out, and he will come on at the tail end of this and uh, let everybody know what Tonyo TV exactly is because it is uh, it is very, very silly, and I think a lot of people will dig it if they give it a shot. Let's get into some Walking Dead. 
man, I am digging The Walking Dead. I have to admit, when I heard that Rick, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick, was leaving the show, and that Lauren Cohan, who played Maggie, was also leaving, I had my doubts. I thought this show was going to go down and not be very good anymore. As a fan of basically ever since it started, it's been hard for me to just walk away from it, and I can't. I really like it. I like the direction it's in, and the Whisper storyline is so good, and they really haven't missed a beat. I mean, they've got a lot of characters that are not there from the beginning, not the characters that we've all grown and loved as we watch the show over time, but I'm definitely a fan of where the show is going. The Beta versus Daryl match last week, main event, you know, WrestleMania, which is right around the corner, Walking Dead version, was pretty good, lived up to it. Uh, it's not as good as like the fight in They Live between Roddy Piper and Keith David as far as on-screen fights, but it's pretty good. It's uh, it's up there with Rick versus Negan in the last season or Rick versus Shane, Rick versus Governor. I think Rick loses almost every match. Rick versus Daryl. But anyway, uh, good fight, uh, awesome action. Beta is just a badass, and uh, it's hard to believe that's the dude from Remember the Titans, the baby-faced kid. I never watched Sons of Anarchy, so I'm not that aware of, you know, the the character he played on that show. I did watch Bates Motel. He was on there. So he's always kind of had that, like, bearded, long-haired kind of look. So he's really good as Bates, and I want to give him props because that show is really doing well with the new showrunner, Angela Kang, and everything they're doing with the Whisper story arc. So that being said, uh, there is news that um, there is going to be a spinoff show. I'm not sure how I feel about that because Fear the Walking Dead has kind of... I watch it. I've seen every episode, but I'm kind of in and out on my excitement about that show, which is essentially Morgan and Friends. Some of you might know Dwight's also supposed to appear on that season as well coming up. Another show, I don't understand what they're going to do with this. It hasn't... No, no, nothing's really been released. It just says storylines are being pitched, and uh, it's in the works, according to an executive at AMC. So it's... It's happening. I don't know where this fits into the timeline of the show that's currently on, the two shows that is, but uh, we'll definitely check it out. I will watch it because I'm. it's just like Star Wars. You put it out, I'm going to watch it. You take my money, take my time, I will be there for it. Another uh, Walking Dead tidbit also is that uh, Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl, says he wants to stay till the end, and this was on NME.com. He had said that the the show, I'll quote him right here. He said, starting the show, and I'd like to bookend the show. That's the end of his quote. He also says, I'd like to be there when it ends. I just don't know when the end game is. So that's also another quote from him. And one last quote, he says, don't want the brand to get watered down too much. And Norman Reedus' quote there. Um, and that kind of ties in what I'm talking about with this new spinoff. I'm also worried about the show getting watered down. You got the movies coming out. You've got two shows right now. Walking Dead has lost some viewership. The ratings aren't what they used to be. Some people, uh, well, it's two things. I think shows just are on this long. You're just not going to keep the same popularity that it did in season three, season four, season five. It's never going to be to that high of a level of rating. But a lot of people are not happy about what happened with certain characters being killed off and storyline with Negan and the Saviors. So it's, it's not it's not really fair to judge the ratings currently but it is on the decline a little bit fear the walking dead doesn't have the same feeling for it that i think it did when it first started it's kind of tailed off and they've also got rid of a lot of the characters and it's like a new show i call it morgan and friends because that's essentially what it is but what norman reedus is saying about being watered down it's possible that's what's happening you had another spin-off show how many walking dead shows do you need three seems like a lot but it is cool because norman reedus who plays daryl if you remember back in season four Four, when his character and Beth were out running around near the golf course or whatever, she said the line, you're going to be like the last one standing, something like that. I'm trying to paraphrase what she said. But she basically said, you're going to be the last man to survive this. And at the time, it was kind of a cool line. And you know, the more you think about it, it sure looks like he's it. I mean, everybody else has pretty much left the show. Denai Guerrero plays Michonne. She's on her way out, apparently, if you believe what uh, you see online. So yeah, Daryl might be it. It might be just Daryl and zombies. He's doing a good job of carrying the show, and I really like the direction it's going in. And there's only three episodes left in this half season. It's on tonight. I was digging the Highwaymen that appeared last week, although I don't think they're going to be on very long. I have a feeling they might get offed pretty soon. It just seems like they're just brought in to be cannon fodder for the Whisperers. And uh, looking forward to seeing what happens. I think tonight's episode is more of a flashback episode. They're going to finally explain what those 
those branding X's on the back of Michonne and Daryl were from what happened and why all the communities haven't been as tight as they once were. So that's all going to get explained. It's, it appears tonight. And then I think next week and the week after, they're really going to ramp up to the finale of this season. I'm kind of excited, but I'm also worried about the whole Pike thing that's coming up, the the Whisperer border with the heads on Pikes. I think that's coming up either next week or the week after for sure. And uh, there's going to be some deaths on the show, and it is The Walking Dead, and this is what happens, but uh, we can all speculate on who those characters will be. Uh, sorry, but I have a feeling King Ezekiel is going to be one of them, and he was a it was a big death in the comic books, and I don't see them not doing that here. They even referenced it back in Season 8, when that one guy who looked like Dahmer, one of the saviors, had the glasses, a little nerdy guy, he's like, you're going to end up on a pike. And he said that, and it just seemed like it was foreshadowing. So unless they were just kind of teasing us a little bit, it's hard for me to think that he won't be one of them. So so tune in tonight, and then you got two more weeks, and we'll see what happens at the end of the season for The Walking Dead Season 9. Been a good season so far. Want to get into some wrestling talk, as I do every week here. Uh, last Sunday was the Fastlane pay-per-view, and it was pretty good. I called it the speed bump to WrestleMania because it really didn't seem like it was going to be that great of a pay-per-view, and it actually was pretty good. I I have to uh, kind of take back what I said a little bit. It was much better than I thought it would be. It kind of felt like a glorified house show or a glorified Raw and SmackDown, but the matches were really good. Some cool stuff came out of it. And then Raw and SmackDown last week were pretty decent. A uh, couple of news and notes from that. I'll, I'll kind of bring up what I my thoughts were. Um it seems like on Raw, like they did their last shield, you know, fist thing in the ring and all that stuff. And it seems like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. But it seems like they're telling us too much about Ambrose leaving, which has been the reports, and he's not going to resign. And it sure seems like he is coming back, unless I'm just mis, you know, interpreting how I feel about it and how they're presenting it to the fans. But I, I'm getting the impression that he's not really leaving but we'll see uh they keep telling us that it was the last time they were together and all that stuff I think they're just trying to tease us with the possibility of him leaving and he actually sticks around but I could be wrong maybe he actually is leaving and it's going to be pretty uh pretty big deal when he's actually gone and you won't you won't have the shield opportunities ever again so cool to see that they're doing that um Batista showed up and uh between him and Triple H that promo that was that was tough to watch, man. Uh, Triple H is always fine. He does great with the promos. But Batista, it's obvious um, he's a much better actor in the movies than he is at doing promos. He had a really hard time with that one. It wasn't necessarily flubbing lines. He just seemed like... I didn't really watch that era where Batista was big. I, I kind of, you know, for a long time, and I didn't really watch wrestling a lot when I was in college in the late 90s and early 2000s. I missed some of that stuff. I mean, I watched it from afar, and I saw episodes here and there, and I, you know, I knew what was going on, but I didn't really follow it religiously and as closely as I do now. So I, I wasn't really aware how bad he was on the mic, and he really wasn't that good. And it was, it was obvious that when he's in movies, he's able to redo things three or four times. He could do his lines over, he could do his scenes over, and it makes him look like he's better at it than he really is because he's better at acting when there's actually like film and editing going on, but when it's live and on camera. He's uh it was it was kind of tough to watch. It wasn't Ronda Rousey bad, but it was definitely not my favorite uh promo between those two. But anyway, I am excited for those two to go at it at WrestleMania. It should be a fun match and looks like it'll probably be Batista's uh, last hurrah. So, it, at least they're bringing him back and letting him do something. WrestleMania is kind of that uh, once a year event where you bring back guys that haven't been there in a while and uh be cool to see Batista versus Triple H and I don't know if they're teasing a Cena thing or not maybe with Kurt Angle that'd be kind of cool Kurt Angle said his last match is going to be at Wrestlemania he uh essentially squashed Apollo Crews on Monday it was a match like a minute and a half it wasn't very long at all so his last match is coming up and a lot of people think it'll be against John Cena which we Cena's first match ever was against Angle so that'd be kind of a cool way to bookend it for uh, Kurt Angle see how he goes out and Cena doesn't have anything going on so it fit for him Although I thought maybe they were kind of teasing him versus Samoa Joe because our truth is taking on this whole John Cena persona in his little bit of rivalry with the U.S. title. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I Angle versus Cena is fine. I mean, whatever. It's It doesn't mean anything as far as the grand scheme of things. It's just a nice way for both of those guys to be on the card because you need to have everybody. I think you should have guys like that on there, even though I'm not a big Cena fan. It, I'm fine with him in there if it's just against Kurt Angle and he's not in the title scene and he's not 
interrupting storylines that are really been built for so many months leading up to this. As long as he's just kind of an in and out thing, it's fine. Have him in there. And it's really tough to watch Kurt Angle move in the ring. He's he's gotten I mean, not only is he older, of course, so he's slower in the ring, but he looks like he just can't move. And it's hard to watch him in matches and take him seriously. So it is probably time. I don't know if this was his decision or if it was WWE saying it's time for you to stop, but whatever the reason is, it probably is time for him to stop wrestling and maybe be more behind the scenes. He could still be, you know, I don't know if they're going to do the GM thing anymore, but he could still have a, a, a role in the company and a role on TV, just not in the ring. And I'm curious, I'm someone who used to watch TNA. That's what got me back into watching wrestling. AJ Styles and Gail Kim and the beautiful people. And I, I liked EC3 when he was there. And he's been brought up. And I don't know what he does. He, they never use him. He doesn't talk. He hasn't been on. He had a match against Ambrose. And then I believe they had another match the week after. I, it, he's been on so infrequently that I don't even remember him doing anything. I know he beat Ambrose once. But he hasn't been on. And I'm just curious what is going on with him and a lot of other people that have been brought up. They're just being buried. I mean, they're not even being used. They're just disregarded. I don't understand. Like, NXT, these guys and women are doing so well. They're over. They bring them up here, and they just completely mishandle them and misuse them, and they don't even get used at all. It's really tough to watch. And EC3 seems like a guy who's, like, perfect for what Vince McMahon wants. Big, muscular, looks like looks the part. You would think that that's what would get him over. But uh, for whatever reason, they just don't use them. And part of the problem with WWE is that they have too much talent and not enough storylines to go around. I'm not a fan of Mojo Rawley, but he was in that whole thing where he's staring in the mirror, and they haven't done anything with that. What was all that for? What was the point of all that? Well, they haven't built up on it. And Dana Brooke came out this past week, and she was uh, going at Ronda about not having chances. And it's not that I'm a big fan of hers either, but she doesn't. she's correct. She doesn't have any chances. She doesn't do anything. So you kind of expect some of these wrestlers, if their contract expires, that they're going to go to AEW or New Japan or... Ring of Honor, whatever, and they're going to leave because they're talented, but you wouldn't know it because they don't get used. So I guess this Raw thing kind of went into a uh, a tangent about not using talent, but Raw is a three-hour show. you think they'd find places for these uh, wrestlers, and they really don't. And another thing is it looks like Beth Phoenix is coming back, and she had a little thing on Raw. It looks like her and Natalia are going to team up against Nia and Tamina, and I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha and Bayley are also in like a triple threat or triple team threat, I don't know, what do you call that? Three tag teams fighting for the belts. Probably WrestleMania, that's what it appears is going to happen. So, good for that. Uh, you know, Raw was okay. It's, uh, every week, you know, there's there's stuff that happens on Raw, and then there's about an hour that just seems like filler, and you're kind of watching it and looking forward to SmackDown, which is the next night. And, and here in the Chicago area, Raw is going to be here tomorrow night. I don't know if I'm going. It'd be nice to go, but I, I, it appears that I'm not going. But it'd be cool to, to check it out. And I saw some of the trucks nearby the house here, uh, not too far away, parked at a gas station. So uh, pretty cool. They're, they're going to be in, well, it's actually Rosemont. It's not really Chicago. If people who are not in the Chicago area, it's not really in the Chicago city limits. It's in Rosemont, which is a suburb just outside, kind of near the airport of O'Hare. So uh, Raw's in town. Should be pretty cool. Looking forward to watching some of it tomorrow night. Uh, SmackDown was a really good show. This is this is really solid, and the promos were great. The AJ Styles and Randy Orton promo was fantastic. Both of these dudes going at it. Randy knocking AJ Styles for being an independent guy, and you know playing to like ten people at a high school gym. And then AJ comes out and says that Randy Orton uses everybody that takes him in, and yeah, he's a viper because he leaves people behind and he uses them and treats him poorly and they needed his dad to get into business and they're just going back and forth. It was really good. It felt raw. It felt real. And uh, we need more of that. And I wasn't really that into AJ versus Orton before. I'm all in now. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it going. I'll get to Kofi in a second. I just want to build up towards him. Uh, Usos uh, spoke about uh, who they're going to fight against. They named all the tag teams. I didn't say the Colognes (laughs) and no mention of the Good Brothers. And that's probably, uh, on purpose because nobody cares about those teams. I mean, I care about the Good Brothers, but we we know that WWE does not. So, uh, and it looks like they're going to leave. It appears they're done if you believe everything you've read. So, yeah, Usos need a uh, tag team to fight at WrestleMania, and I'm not sure who that team's going to be. Be interesting to see who they who they end up going against. Maybe it'll be uh, Black and uh, Ricochet. Uh, Becky came out 
and she had the crutch and then she tossed it aside and I it's funny because I the, the first thing I thought it was like oh so now that you're in the match for WrestleMania I guess you don't need the crutch anymore so she tossed it aside and of course you know I know that it's not real but you know I like to disbelieve that it isn't and when I watch it I just like to pretend that things are what they appear so yeah, I thought it was kind of silly that she had the crutch for like a month or whatever it was and of course now she doesn't need it because she's in the match so that's fine, but I thought it was kind of funny that she did that. And her promo was okay. You know, her and Charlotte, they're they are going at it with Ronda at WrestleMania. It's all official now. They've been building on it ever since Royal Rumble, and it's uh, it's looking like that match should be pretty good. And I'm, let me just say this about Samoa Joe. He is a legit badass. I love this dude. Like I said before, I was watching TNA a lot, and he was part of it, part of the reason why I got into wrestling again. And he, with the, with the title, the U.S. title, I think it's perfect for him. I'd like to see him hold on to it for a while I'm not sure if they're going to keep doing this uh, four-way stuff when it comes to Wrestlemania time they can't they've done it so many times on TV with Andrade and Rey Mysterio and R-Truth but I would love to see Joe if Cena's not taking on Angle I would like Cena versus Samoa Joe I think that would be a really good match and we'll see what they do with the U.S. title and Samoa Joe and last uh, but not least for sure uh, Kofi Kingston stuff there's he his promo with Vince McMahon and the rest of the New Day with him was really good talking about how many years he's put into the company and how he's done everything he can and you know misses time with his family etc and if you didn't get moved by that promo then uh, you should probably stop watching because you're just not into wrestling and you're not into real life because this is the stuff he was saying was really cool really got me into thinking like man he really has put everything he can into this business and at the same time he's not getting any of the accolades or not getting any of the chances and opportunities that he deserves and a lot of us can relate to that you go to a job all the time you put in your work and you're not really you know respected enough or not given a raise or not given a promotion kind of played to that a little bit and you know I can relate a lot of people can relate and I definitely think that Kofi will be winning the title at Wrestlemania he'll be beating Daniel Bryan I'm just not sure if Owens and Mustafa Ali are going to be in that match or not maybe even Rowan who knows but uh if you didn't feel something for Kofi after that, and then I can't help you. I guess obviously you got you've got other things to figure out. But that was a really good promo, and I'm glad to see that he took Vince to task. And Vince is a jerk. I mean, you know, he plays the jerk role very well. So what does he do? He says that he'll get a shot at WrestleMania if this Tuesday at SmackDown he wins the Gauntlet match, and all of them started coming out to close the show. It was who who were all the guys that are in that match? Let me see here. I got it written down. Oh yeah, so Randy Orton. Sheamus and Cesaro, both members of the bar. Eric Rowan, Samoa Joe. I think Daniel Bryan was part of that, but I'm not officially positive on that. But it's like five or six dudes. So if he could run through all these guys, kind of like that gauntlet match he did in the first place that got him into this position where he's replacing Mustafa Ali. And all of a sudden, WWE's got like, oh, we got to rethink everything because this Kofi Kingston thing is catching fire. We weren't prepared for this. Now we're doing another gauntlet match with Kofi. And if he runs through all these dudes... Then he gets to face Daniel Bryan, and uh, I can't wait for SmackDown. I think as soon as it ended, I was like, I can't wait for next week. That's the first time I've said that in a while, and I'm really pumped for uh, Tuesday. So it should be cool. Good luck, Kofi. Hopefully you can pull this thing out and get that match that we're all expecting for WrestleMania. Last week I had teased it, and I've been playing it in the car all week, and that is the 25th anniversary of Gangstar's fourth album, Hard to earn, and man, do I love this album. If you haven't noticed, uh, every week I've talked about hip-hop, and it's my favorite music. It's what I've listened to ever since I was like 9, 10 years old back in the mid-'80s, so it's always been part of my life, and I've never stopped listening to it. Earlier today, I was talking about this with somebody. You know, a lot of people like to say hip-hop is dead, and people like me live in the past when we listen to old stuff, and it's not true. And As a matter of fact, I like to tell people that, you know, last week I they talked about a new album from Clear Soul Forces. Still, there's good new music out there. You just have to find it. If you're a lazy fan or lazy hip-hop fan, lazy music fan, you expect it to come knocking on your door and saying, here I am, listen to me, then you're not, yeah, you're going to think it's dead and it's all mumble rap, tattoo face garbage. That is only what you get fed. That's what's on the radio, on the television, on the social media. That's what people think is hip-hop now, and that's, that's just some other stuff. I don't listen to it. I'm not interested. But there's a lot of new stuff out there, a lot of good stuff out there. It's never gone away. You just have to seek it out and be a proactive music fan and specifically hip-hop fan. And I go out of my way to make sure I find out what's going on, what's out there, and listen to it. And I don't need someone to tell me. I mean, it's good to hear, like, 
word of mouth. Like people could tell me what's good and I'll check it out. But I, what I'm saying is like, I don't need someone to come banging on my door as far as like the old days where you turn Yom TV raps or rap city and it's just supposed to be there for you. It's not like that anymore. Things have changed, especially with technology. So don't be a lazy fan. I guess I'm ranting again. Just go out there, go find it. And when I do this, when I talk about whether it's an old album or a new album, hopefully one or two people out there say, you know what, I'm going to go seek out that Clear Soul Forces or Action Bronson I t- talked about uh, in the first week or old albums like De La Soul or like this one, Gangstar, Hard to Earn. So I remember when this came out, I was in high school and this album right here is a certified banger. If I had to make the top 10 list of best albums in hip hop history, this is definitely in there. So many classics. My favorite Gangstar record of all time is Mass Appeal. And I know that's kind of an easy one, like, oh, well, it's one of their bigger songs. True. But I think if I was introducing Gangstar to somebody for the first time, A, I would tell them, listen to Mass Appeal, and B, I'd give them this album. Like, if you like this album, you'll like everything else they've done. It's kind of like if someone says, hey, are you gonna wa- do you want to watch Star Wars? Do you want to watch the prequels? Or do you want to watch, like, 4, 5, and 6, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi? I would never tell them to go back and watch those stupid prequels. You give them the best stuff first or something that's entails everything that they're about in one album or one movie. And in this case, Hard to Earn is what Gangstar is all about. If you've never heard of Gangstar before, this is the album you should go to first. And their albums before this, the first one, No More Mr. Nice Guy, and you've got uh, Step in the Arena and then Daily Operation. Those albums, of course, are critically acclaimed and really put Gangstar on the map. But Hard to Earn took them to that next level. DJ Premier and Guru, Premier's production was just unquestionable at that time which is so damn good and then guru was really coming to his own that laid back monotone style as he says in mass appeal i love that record man and i'm just i got the cd in front of me and i'm just gonna pull out some of my favorite joints brainstorm is a great one still it's very slept on i love that joint tons of guns code of the streets is another big song in this record he had a video for that one blowing up the spot was one i played a lot no everybody knows Dwick. if you if you went to a club right now hip-hop club if you want the crowd to get up, Dwick is one of those songs you throw on and everybody's going crazy for that song with Nice and Smooth in it. Premier doing just the cuts and everything. It's just so great. That song is it still holds up to this day. Uh, this album, so like I said, it's 25 years ago, 1994, this album dropped. Now You're Mine is, I think, another song that people don't talk about enough. It's essentially Guru talking about like in a basketball uh, way of saying how he's going to take somebody down. And it's it's just really good. It's not like, you know like the Curtis Blow basketball song where he's shouting out shouting out different basketball players and teams. It's just a really good song that uses a lot of terminology from basketball in it. And uh, Guru and Premier just on top of their game. As I said, I would put this in the top 10 of all all-time hip-hop albums. It's up there with Takes a Nation of Millions. It's up there with the Low End Theory. It's up there with uh, 36 Chambers, um, Raising Hell, which is my favorite Run DMC record, Paul's Boutique. I mean, just name it, Mech and the Soul Brother. Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. I mean, there's so many good records. You would have to really convince me that Hard to Earn is not in the top 10 of all time. And uh, I did get to see Guru and Premier perform together one time. I've seen Guru perform twice. Uh, the second time was with Solar Guy, which I don't want to get into. because There's a lot of other stuff that's involved with him and with the death of Guru. So you, know, you guys can go look that up if you want. Uh, that's when Guru was doing his solo thing uh, well after the Gangstar uh, final album. Uh, the owners, so that would have been maybe like uh, mid-2000s, I saw Guru at the House of Blues here, um, but when they were together, there was a, a DMC battle show, and DMC from Run DMC was was uh, one of the hosts, and Dan the Automator was at that show, and it was the only time I saw Guru and Premier perform together, and uh, it was right around when the owners dropped, so they did a couple songs from that, and uh, I wish I would have seen them more uh, when I had opportunities to, and uh, it was cool, at least I got to see them one time together. I remember Guru uh, signed my ticket. I still have it to this day. So uh, Gangstar Forever, Guru, rest in peace, hard to earn. Been playing it all week, and it is timeless. It does not sound old. The production is still on par like it always was. Yeah, one more thing. Uh, another album had an anniversary this week. 24 years ago, Me Against the World, Tupac's album, the one that came out when he was in prison. That one celebrated an anniversary this week. And when I was reading about it, it came out in 1995. It was the first album to be number one while the artist was in jail. So that's amazing. And I mean, just to think about that, this dude was in jail and his album was number one. So yeah, it came out on the uh, 
24 years ago, 1995. I remember when I was in college when that record dropped. It was a really good album. It's I don't know if it's his best album, but it's definitely one that was very introspective and he had the glasses and the pictures, so he looked like he was more laid back. It wasn't the thug life stuff. Just a little more, not smooth is not really the right word, but he was definitely more on a more content level. Like he wasn't as braggadocious on this record as he was following it with uh, All Eyes on Me, which, you know, of course, took it to another level when he was on Death Row and everything. But this is his last album before the Death Row era and the whole East Coast, West Coast stuff. So, um, yeah. 24 years ago. I might pop that CD in the car this weekend. Maybe uh, next week if I think of it, I'll talk about it a little more in depth. A couple other hip-hop news and notes. Uh, Unfortunately, these are not good things to be talking about, but we were talking about Biggie's death anniversary last week, and unfortunately, uh, Nate Dogg, who had passed away eight years ago on the 15th of March, that anniversary came up this week, and one year ago on the 12th of March, Craig Mack had passed away. So, unfortunately, hip-hop news and notes... uh, Three uh, hip-hop icons had passed away within about a week of each other on the calendar, that is. And uh, so rest in peace, Craig Mack, Notorious B.I.G., and then Nate Dogg, of course. And uh, their music still lives on. You can hear their stuff all the time. And definitely the age I am, I grew up on a lot of that stuff. And one more uh, hip-hop news and notes. You might notice, if you listen to week one's podcast and the last two, in between segments, I put scratching in there. Well, that's me doing that. Uh, My name is DJ Soundwave when I do that stuff. And that's... I wanted to have something to break up all the segments when I talk about different topics. So I figured why not add an element that I like to do, which is, you know, playing on the turntables and messing around. So that's me on there. That's me doing that. And uh, just wanted to put that out there. And it's kind of like when you back in the day when you maybe bought that book with the came with the tape and you're reading the book. I remember I had a Star Wars one and it said, like, when you hear R2D2 beep, that means turn the page. Well, that's kind of like what this is. When you hear that scratch, you know, moving on to something else. And you usually hear about five or six of those on each episode here. So uh, if anybody was curious, I'm just putting that out there. That's why I do it. And uh, I love hip-hop, man. It's one of the things I'm really passionate about. So uh, Gangstar, 25 years, hard to earn. And uh, I feel like we got robbed a little bit, so it would have been nice to have one more Gangstar album. But unfortunately, Guru uh, passed away all too soon. And uh, we'll always have the Gangstar stuff from the past to remind us how great they were as a duo. Are you checking out Infinite Banter? This is Mark Jolov, and as I promoted earlier in the show, and I promoted it last week, Tonio TV. Tonio T is on the phone. Here he is, my very first guest. What's going on, Tonio? Hi, thank you for calling me on on the phone. I know at such a late time too, almost two o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. You're half awake. Come on, man. That's that's what us overgrown goofballs who make screwy videos for cable access do, man. We work <laughs> uh, bottom of the birdcage jobs, man. We we don't we don't succeed at having like real employment, man. We work screwball jobs, talking on phones, calling people. Uh, oh wait a minute! I'm not making fun of you. I'm just you know no. I'm talking about like them like telemarketing jobs or collections. Or I don't do that. I do a different screwball job. Yes, I was working late last night and. Uh, so I just got out of bed like a little over an hour ago. I just time. realized how you got your news. You said bottom of the birdcage. Isn't that where all the newspapers are? So that's where Tonio gets his news. Yeah, well, that's also where I get my jobs. They actually exist underneath the newspapers, you know. <laughs> that's that's what people used to do. They used to, like, go on a newspaper to get a job. They didn't go on that, that Internet thing. Yeah, that's a scary place, the Internet. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I, I had to do. I had to comply with the future of technology and make all this dot com stuff for Tonyo TV because you know handing out like videotapes doesn't really cut it anymore. And besides, a lot of people don't have VCRs. I do, um, but I'm I'm like you know under the age of eighty and, and I have VCRs. You don't use the tape episodes of Murder She Wrote or Matlock. No, you know that that. Murder, She Wrote, that's, that seems to be on TV so much anyway. There's no reason to program a VCR to record that. It's like, like you, just, right. you just turn on that one channel and it's just always on. Well, it's like that with Seinfeld. I never watched Seinfeld before, and if I want to watch Seinfeld, I bet you right now there's four different channels that are playing a different Seinfeld episode, so I don't need yeah. to record anything. Like, it's it's asinine to buy those DVDs unless you're looking for, like, the blooper reels and you don't want to look at them on the YouTube. I guess that would be reason to buy the Seinfeld DVDs. 
So what we're doing is we're talking to Tony O.T., and he has his show, Tony O.T.V., on public access. And you could also catch your stuff on YouTube, right? What's the website? Oh, okay, so if you, you punch up uh, com, it, it zaps you right to the YouTube channel. I like how you say YouTube. And I know you're not doing Shakespeare. That's just how you pronounce it, right? Right, Y-O-U-T-U-B-I-E. It's on the YouTube. Tonyo TV is on the YouTube, correct. And for anybody who's actually watched it, you've been on three Saturdays in a row now, and you've got, what, two more of this first episode? You know, eventually I'm going to have to uh, put up on the air episode two, and I'm trying to uh, rerun episode one as many times as I'll be allowed to. Because, you know, not, people are busy and stuff, and they, you know, they do the DVR thing, I get it. But you know they could they could miss the airing in episode one, so by having it rerun as many times as possible, maybe they'll catch one of the reruns, and then you know eventually I'll have to put episode two on the air, and that's part of what the whole YouTube is for, is because some of the episode one material, you know, can be on that channel possibly, and you know you can sort of see it that way. Well, I'm comparing you to SNL right now because they do that. They take their skits, if you didn't watch it on Saturday night, and you can watch skit A, skit B on YouTube. So Tonyo TV, which is on the same level, same par, right, as Mad TV uh, and SNL, they I, take I, your... I don't think Lauren Michaels will ever know that I exist, <laughs> but thanks for the optimism. But we could watch like the Don't Kill Yourself Mayonnaise sketch on YouTube without actually watching it air on public access. Right, right. So, you know, you punch up your TonyoTV.com, zaps you into the YouTube channel and then you scroll through the video uploads and you should find Don't Kill Yourself Mayonnaise um, and uh, speaking of uh, rappers and gangstar and stuff I think we were talking before about if I wanted to be funny and make a Cypress Hill connection it would be called uh, how, how I Could Just Kill a Mayonnaise oh, dude. Ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha. Ha, ha. and you can work Hellman's in there some right somehow Hellman's uh, um, just kill a well, Hellman's. I don't wanna, know. I mean, if they want to like sponsor me or something, it's right. it's kind of weird because when you're a nobody, and well, you're on a nobody you show by the way, of, like, so product placement. Yeah, they, they want to like sue you or cease and desist or whatever. But when you're somebody and you don't need the money anyway, they want to pay you to have that Hellman's jar in a video. So when you need the money, they want to sue you. You know, analytical, you know, deep thought kind of. Jack Handy stuff, you know, speaking of Saturday Night Live, right? <laughs> deep thoughts with Tonyo T. I don't know if they're Bob that deep, but they're definitely thoughts. Shallow thoughts with Tonyo T. Yeah, right. That's even better. Speaking of uh, stupid thoughts, I was ranting about St. Patrick's Day. Since you uh, are out and about with the public out here in the beautiful city of Rosemont, are you dealing with a lot <laughs> of the, the green drinking beer goofballs that are out and about? Yeah, there was a lot of that yesterday, man. Um, that's part of why I'm hurting right now because you you got to deal with these people and working with them, and they're, you know, you know, like I uh, like the I I make the wisecrack. I call it mustbenice dot com. You know, it's like you, it's like you're you're always working a job where you're seeing like other people having a good time, and like that's kind of like your outlet, I guess, to be sociable. With, you know, you work one of them kinds of jobs with the public and. Um, so then in your mind, you're always thinking, like, must be nice, must be nice. Because you're just like, man, what, like, how often do I ever do, like, any, like, fun stuff like these people? You know, you're looking at it from the outside, and, and you're just like, you know, and all I'm going to do is just go home at some weird hour of the night and pass out from exhaustion and then just wake up and do it again. And, and it's like, um, so you watch these people having a good time, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, you know, all, all the different you know, days where people go out and they, they do as they do, and as an outsider, you watch it, and you just keep thinking, you know, mustbenice.com. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, eh, you know, it kind of, it hurts a little bit, because, you know, you see these people doing these things, they, they have those lives, right? And you, it, it, you know, deep thoughts, you know, it hurts, because you, you struggle your whole life to kind of have the kind of employment and the, in a life situation like these folks do, and you just never quite achieve that. And then all you can do is work a job where you have to be, you know, the subservient to those people with them lifestyles. But I shouldn't talk too much. Uh, you know, yeah, I was going to say, this is not Antonio TV. This is 
tonal thoughts. This is a little bit different yeah, from the thirty-minute TV show that you could watch on Comcast, public access on Channel Nineteen and Channel Thirty-five in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. But go to tonialtv.com and watch this man's work. Uh, I told you that the well, mayonnaise yeah, bit is one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, that's that's what us down and outers do. We we do comedy because we're trying to take a little break from the reality of what life is, and then. You know, oh, that's a deep thought! Wow, with the comedy, you, you know, just... like well, Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, that that man was hilarious, and he has so much fame, and and his actual personal life was like a whole lot painful than what people even ever. <laughs> you do a better Rodney than I do. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> do you are you do you remember the Rodney Dangerfield rap album? Oh, rapping Rodney. Yeah, it, it's not good, but I mean, <laughs> it's it's up there with like rapping Duke and all that other. Nonsense. Well, that's, that's a catchy song. Rapping Rodney, no respect, no respect. I just remember Rapping the video. He was in like a courtroom setting or something, right? Uh, probably. He gets yeah, no respect. Probably... <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah, an MC. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the, the reminder. To maybe I should be talk a little bit about the show uh, details. Yes, it's uh, channel 19 or channel 35, but it's it's real restrictive. You got to have. Uh, the Comcast Xfinity cable, and you gotta be in a specific 847 suburb. There's a lot of 847 suburbs that don't have Channel 19. Or Tony 35. O and different area codes. That that was yeah, the, that was a lost verse of Nate Dog. We never got to hear. He had that in the song, but it got lost. Yeah, go ahead. 847. What, what song? Oh, you don't. Oh, I forgot. You're you're 93 hip hop. Uh, there's a song with Ludacris and Nate Dog called Different Area Codes, and I'm. I was referencing it because you're talking about oh, area code. So wait, did they do that after De La Soul speaking in nineteen ninety? Oh, of course. You know, it was way after. They were talking like early two thousands or something. Oh come on, man! That, that De La Soul song is super kick butt. An area code song. It's on their third album. So everybody look up the De La Soul's third album, and there's a song in there we're rapping about area codes, and it's super kick butt. You play it with the windows down, and and you get hyper out the window and. And it's kick butt, and it's on the third album, Dallas Soul. Uh, we're rapping about area codes. It's a kick butt song. Yeah, and there's no ludicrous on it. That too. <laughs> That's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the non-existence of ludicrous is, is, would be just fine. Uh, and the thing with Tony TV, the thing I like about it, me being someone who's known you, of course, I watch it because I have no choice. I have to give you feedback on it because I know who you are. But for those who've never seen it, you've got video game references there's scarface references there's uh music from like tribe called quest that's sampled in there uh your show is all over the place and then some i appreciate it here's the thing you know older people are going to watch most of it and just be like well this is stupid but i'm noticing a pattern where if you're like under the age of nine you might actually have an interest in watching it my nephew i told you he's eight and he loves the butt wipe dance yeah, the butt wipe dance. Um, well, you know that can that can teach kids how to you know get potty trained or something because. Oh, know. that's a PSA. You're teaching kids how to be sanitary. So that's a service. That, that 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 might you know maybe I'll get letters from parents saying like, hey, thanks Tony T. After watching your videos, my my kid is, is so much uh, more potty trained than what I was trying to do with my own methodologies. <laughs> I mean, who who doesn't want to wipe their butt to a what's the video game? I'll, uh, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you who doesn't want to wipe their butt. All these nasty dudes in these public bathrooms, man, don't flush, don't wash their hands. Oh, you know, yeah. little kids are learning better how to, you know, deal with the bathroom, and but then they get older and they become nasty, man, and they don't flush and they they don't wash their hands. They're nasty, nasty people. Yeah, I never understand that. how at the urinals there's like seven or eight rogue hairs that are just laying there and it just did uh bigfoot use the bathroom before me like it's disgusting with all the and of course you go in the stalls and then you see all the the racist stuff written in there there's all kinds of they spend all this time i don't know how they got these they got sharp objects on their person and somehow while they're doing their thing in the stall they can they can manipulate the sharp object not cut themselves and scratch stuff in the walls but they, they can't reach to the handle and flush right yeah, when it was hundreds of years ago, you had to like, oh, it's that time of the week to go to the bathroom, and you'd have to walk like, you know, five miles to the river and stuff. Now, you could just walk into a public bathroom and, and just press a handle, and they don't want to press a handle, and then they don't want to wash their hands. Nasty dudes, man. Dudes are nasty, man. Wash your hands, you 
nasty people. All, all y'all, just, this <laughs> thing against one one dude is listening to this right now. It's against all y'all. Don't don't flush, and you don't wash your hands. It's nasty. Well, and, if you remember, I made the joke back when we used to do the open mic stuff years and years ago about how people would wipe boogers on the stall, like someone's yeah. dropping a deuce, and instead of just taking a Kleenex or toilet paper, or whatever. And using that to put the boogers in, they feel the need to wipe it on the wall in the bathroom stall. And I know, yeah, I don't understand. All, they're doing everything you could possibly think of. They'll they'll be playing with their phones. They'll be, I don't know, doing, you know. And and but they can't just reach over and hit the flush button. It's like the, it's like they want to like show it off to the next dude or something. They can't flush. And you know that guy's can't. mad about the ones that automatically flush. He's like, "What's that yeah, all about? I wanted to leave this turd here for the next guy." Well, I'm a dude. I'm supposed to be in control right. of my life. Right. This thing's automatically flushing. I want it to flush when I want it to, or not to flush. It's my right to not flush. Or I don't know. I don't know yeah. what kind of psychology. Now he just on, wanted to leave the turd for the next guy. Now he's upset that uh, he well, can't leave it. I, I that's uh, one of the Joe Scarface American videos that's in the in the, the Tonyo TV lineup that hasn't been edited yet. Where Joe Scarface American walks out of the stall, looks at the sink, and he says. Wash my hands after using the bathroom. I don't got time for that. And then, you know, with the Wesley Snipes, with the, you know, this is the American way. Because it is the American way. I, I don't know. Maybe in other countries, that they, they're nasty even more. Than other countries, man, it's a privilege to have a roll of toilet paper. Maybe, maybe they do a better job than, than, than America, because it's a privilege to have that roll of toilet paper, especially if you stood in a line for eight hours to get it. Didn't know I was going to go to the toilet talk, but why not? Um, I think you know, even in America, the kind of food we eat, we probably need to be doing a better job of wiping. There's a lot of toilet humor in, in the Tonya TV. I mean, it's not excessive, but, you know, it's it's relevant. I mean, it's part of what, you know, there's, so there's party humor in the Tonya TV. Well, you're reaching that nine-year-old demographic, like you said. You're, 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 hitting, right. you're hitting them with every, you got fart jokes, uh, you know, toilet humor. There's, there's everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's probably, so, you know, like Back to the Future, like Marty McFly says, um, um, what is it? You're you're probably not ready for this, but your kids are gonna love it. Remember when Marty McFly says that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of you know you know that that line could be used here as well. You're you you you're probably gonna think this stupid, but your 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 kids are gonna like it, and 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 I hope that they give you a headache from imitating it too much and wanting to watch it over and over again. So thank you, parents, for... Uh, no, my, my sister hates it because he's singing uh, the Tonyo yeah. TV ding, my nephew, that is, and uh, she yeah. she's definitely... Uh, well, that, that's when you know you have <laughs> success when the, when these little kids are giving their parents headaches from, from imitating it. So that's that's a wonderful thing. So thank you, kids. I think anybody that watches it, anybody listening to it, please, again, urge you, go to TonyoTV.com. If you're in the area, in Mount Prospect or north, northwest suburbs, wherever... You can get some Comcast public access, Channel 35 or Channel 19. Like for me, Channel 19 is Telemundo. So if I get the wrong channel, I either get Spanish or Tonyo TV. And it's, uh, it's a win-win, even if I have the wrong channel on. Uh, I probably should talk about the anti-social media uh, plugs, too, if you want to look it up on anti-social media. Go ahead. Um, so there's the one, the twits and zits. So that's uh, twitter.com slash Tonyo TV. For as often as I log into that thing, if you make a post on there. I hope I would see it within the you know, 12 <laughs> months, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, with the waste book, okay, so that's facebook.com slash Tonyo TV videos. So that's that's on the first book. So I'll just repeat that again because, you know, our listeners got a pen and paper handy. They just want to write this Hey, I had 61 so. downloads last week, so let's see, man. You might, you yeah, might get some new people. So we get that pen and paper, so I'm going to repeat that. So you got... Twitter.com slash Tonyo TV, and then you got Facebook.com slash Tonyo TV videos. So that's, 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 that's for the, the Facebook, the Wastebook, and for the Twits and Zits. And you don't do Instagram, or you, I'm sure you have a cute name for that one, no, too. I, the Insta Spam and the, um, what's the other one? The Slapchat? No, I don't. Maybe if I get like a smell phone that was manufactured in like the current century or something, I might get into that stuff, but. Um, you know, anyone looking out there to make a donation, uh, uh, <laughs> probably the iPhone 3 would be better than the smell phone I'm using right what now. What am I, Sally Struthers now? I'm trying to get, please, somebody out there, this Tony O.T. guy, he needs a new phone. For just $80 a month, you can supply this man right. with an iPhone it's, it's or something. Life, lifestyles are the overgrown and underemployed. Again, that's that's what us screwball cable access uh 
screwball video making people. That's 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 our life, man. That's how we live and how we work. If we were like regular jobbers, like office jobbers, and had like regular lives and decent incomes and all this stuff, we we wouldn't. Most of us wouldn't be doing the cable access thing. I mean, there are exceptions. You know, like you could have someone who's got like successful career as a lawyer or something, and he just happens to have one of them, you know, humdrum like lawyer cable access shows like you know with the sitting with the chairs and the table and it's you know chill you know what i mean right and uh which it would be a very smart thing for that person to do because now he's just promoting his law firm in a sense without selling nothing you know because cable access you you can't really it's not profit so you get in trouble if you're just oh, so you're not getting paid <laughs> you're not getting paid for this show right so you're not supposed <laughs> to go on there and like use it as a way to like sell products and services and stuff but Indirectly, you could because if you just say like, "Oh, by the way, me here, lawyer with my lawyer cable action show." Here's here's a dot com for my firm. I mean, you probably little things like that you're allowed to slip in, but you can't just straight up go in there and be like, thirty minutes of like, "Hey, this is the flavor wave, you know, cooker sugar." By the thing, like you can't, you can't just go on there and start having like an infomercial on cable access. They'll they'll, they'll pinch you on that one. Although we just did an infomercial on here for you to get a new phone. Uh, so people, if you're listening to the podcast, uh. Throw some money into Tonyo TV's pocket, Tonyo T. That is, and Tonyo TV. You probably use the money for all kinds of things. You could buy new equipment, or you could buy a new phone, or maybe some Taco Bell, whatever. How about some food? Yeah, you need some. You need to splurge. You need to get some of those dollar burritos, and maybe, then, and then this I could, all. I could, I could step it up on Dollar Taco Day and get two bags instead of one. Right, and this all comes full circle because then you end up in the toilet again because you ate Taco Bell <laughs> because Taco Bell is a natural or unnatural. A way of using the bathroom because as soon as you oh, eat yeah, it, you got to get right to the toilets. Laxative. Yeah, taco smell—that's some unnatural laxative. Of, you know, Velveeta, Velveeta, and and high 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 sodium goodness. You know, in your system there, just innards and flushing them out at the same time. Oh man, that's that's what it's all about right there. And I just want to point out to people who are listening: if you haven't turned it off yet, uh, Tonyo TV to me is kind of like a version of like Tim and Eric. Or Eric Andre, those shows you see on Adult Swim, where Tonyo TV maybe one day will end up. I don't know, <laughs> right? Someday when you get the big bucks. Well, I, you know, it's fine if anyone wants to think that I was like trying to copy them, dude. No, you're out before them. Let's just make that clear. This show you've been working on it for 15, 20 years, so it's before those shows ever saw the light of day. So let's just put that out there. Well, the thing about like the Tim and Eric and Eric Andre, like, yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely look to them for like inspiration and you know checking out dudes that you know they really know what they're doing but because the Tonyo tv material is just nowhere near as offensive of what you know people they they say they don't want to be offended but they want to be offended they're just picky about what they want to be offended by and because there's really there's really nothing on the Tonyo tv that i could think of that's offensive it's just it, it would get a get on people's nerves but well that's offensive well, the thing the thing is, like, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, Tim McCarrick and Eric Andre, a lot of the shock humor, offensive stuff they do, as clever as it is, since I don't do that, that's probably why Tony TV wouldn't get picked up by it. Because then it'd be like, oh, you got to have, like, swear words on or, or naked people with the, right. the blur on the naked parts or something. I'll be like, no, I'm, that's not what Tonya TV does. It's just dumb. Like, okay, well, you, you don't get to be super famous. So I'll be like, right. okay, I don't get to be super famous, right. I guess. Well, the cool thing about Adult Swim is that the uh, the shows are usually 15 minutes long, or actually they're more like 12 minutes when you count commercials. But So you uh, don't even have to put out that much content. You're trying to figure out 28 minutes now. You could make 12 minutes a lot easier. So, Well, no, if those, if those guys, like, if I actually got contacted by them, I'd be like, I'd be going crazy. I'd be a whole lot hyper than how I'm half asleep right now on the phone. I mean, that's that's big time. You got mixed up with them dudes and got to be on their show or something just to have a bit part. That's success right there. Well, like I said, and you're you're not all the way there because it's you know it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, you're half awake. I just like I was saying on the phone earlier, just throw some uh, some water on your face or some hot acid like you're in RoboCop, and you'll be fine. You know, you'll be back to normal anytime. <laughs> or like those alien movies, like oh, you'd be like you'd be like Hicks. And and all like, you know, with the bandages and. And by the way, we can't overlook that Alien plays a big key role in the Tonyo TV show. I want to say there's at least three or four of those uh, Tonyo T 
aliens oh, yeah, got, slash got, got milk, milk. Videos yeah up in episode one that's right so can't sleep on that uh real quick before we wrap this up uh i was reviewing hard to earn from 25 years ago is Tony O.T. still playing Hard to Earn? And where does it fit into the Tony O.T. landscape oh, yeah, of greatest albums? Oh, yeah, it, it plays in my brain a lot, you know, because there's kick-butt songs on there like Brainstorm, Tons of Guns. Um, well, Jwick uh, is on there, Mass Appeal. Those are the obvious songs. Uh, now Your Mind has really been, like, kind of creeping up on me as, like, a song that I kind of slept on a little bit. No, Gangstar is important, you know, the, you know, the kick-buttness of rap music and how, you know, all the garbage that exists now it isn't even rap music. It's just it's just garbage. You know they they couldn't they couldn't get rid of rap music and what it stood for, so they just you know poured all kinds of like dilution solvents into the <laughs> and they just turned it the, the the system out there, man. They just turned it into nothing. They just turned it into like drool. They couldn't get rid of it. What it what it stands for and what it you know and and so they were like, well, we'll just you know we'll just push garbage out there and then and then this new generation of kids listening to rap they'll think this is rap music and then you know what i mean because they, they used to shoot people you know they, they would they would shoot you know jfk or they'd shoot martin luther king and you know they used to shoot people and then they shot tupac you know what i mean they, they were like well we gotta we gotta stop all this movements and everything and you know so we just shoot all these people now now they just poison it instead of shooting it deep thoughts right <laughs> that's how you that's how you uh, wrap up a segment there you take it to uh, the Tony O.T. conspiracy level, which is always interesting, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Factual and true. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Yeah, okay. Right. 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 I got you. All right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. I needed uh, another voice besides my own to listen to. And uh, uh, the thoughts and views expressed by Tony O.T. do not, but possibly could, reflect the views of me, Mark Jolliffe, and the Infinite Banter podcast. Oh, but they definitely express the views of the Tonio T. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and 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 and, uh, and and if anything I said on this broadcast has offended anybody, that's good. That means you were listening. <laughs> All three of you, I appreciate you every week. So uh... yeah, me too, man. So don't forget to uh, do your television set thing or the DVR or whatever it is you do with the, the Saturday nights at nine o'clock. 9 p.m. Saturday nights, you, you've got to remember that it's 9 o'clock on Saturday nights on the, the Channel 19 or the Channel 35 with the Comcast uh, Xfinity, whatever, and and um, and in, uh, uh, you, you know, you watch it, that's when it's on, Saturday nights, 9 o'clock, Channel 19 or 35, and even if you don't have that, that cable uh, access at home, maybe it'd be like in a like a store or something where you got the TVs on and you could put it on there, you know, or maybe some restaurant or something, you know? Right. Or just go to TonyoTV.com. Why, why waste time watching it on regular television? Like it's the nineties. Just go online. Oh, yeah, You could go on that internet thing. Yeah. TonyoTV.com. Yeah. You don't have to make an appointment. I mean, it's cool if you want to make your Saturday revolve around the, the 30 minute that you're on, but uh, you can watch it right now. If you just go online and check it out, you don't have to wait till Saturday. <laughs> And now that the whole St. Patrick's Day uh, celebratory stuff has been completed, um, you can find something else to do on a Saturday now. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that St. St. Patrick, is, uh, as uh, righteous as he was, he's real happy about everyone celebrating his, his life by uh, with drunkenness. <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? I mean, it's the same thing with, like, I'm sure uh, with Christmas, I'm sure Jesus appreciates you guys spending all this money on stupid crap and then yeah, going and then think, putting uh, yourself in debt. I don't think St. Patrick became a saint because he was an alcoholic. So I, I don't know where it became about that the way you celebrate a saint is to with drunkenness. I, I, I oh, God, I, I'm drinking green beer. Bleh. Oh, my God, kiss me. I'm Irish. No, because you have green vomit all over your face. I don't want to kiss you let alone be in your circumference just <laughs> just vomit. step off dude when i used to work downtown and and have to you know go to work on these holidays like this i mean it's like the trail of tears it's like there's like the green leprechaun hat and then like the whatever you call that thing you wear around your neck the, the green pearls and then the the clovers and then then there's a person laying there in green 
vomit and green shirts, uh, like a Larry Bird jersey and vomit. Just like laying there and you got to step over. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, yeah, I mean, just trying to cool go to work. Irish, it's cool to celebrate Irish culture, but speaking of stains, man, it comes with all this vomit and puke. And then, then you got St. Patrick saying like, hey, you guys want to like knock it off, man. I, I wasn't. I wasn't an alcoholic. I don't understand what, what, like he's probably just like confused. You know, you just had a chat with them. They, here's how you, here's how you prove that people like drinking too much. A lot of baseball teams or sports teams will do something called halfway to St. Patrick's day. And they'll have like a, a, a theme night. I'm not making this up. Like the Cubs and Sox do this where people will come to the game and like, August or whatever six months away from this month is and they'll be drinking and acting a fool and it's like well they do that every day you don't need to put a title on it but it's like oh you're halfway there to getting you can get drunk right now you don't have to wait till the 17th of March you can be a complete idiot and drink green beer if you want to in December you don't have to wait I I like uh I like Green River uh, Sodi Pop (laughs) or Green River in Chicago which I, I don't know if it's still green or or what it looks it looks like you know some sort of like jello I mass. I thought it was already green just because it's Chicago water. Well, man. it's moldy and nasty, but it's it's like, like what a, do they got to add to it? Isn't it <laughs> uh, jello? They just put the green jello powder in there, and then it just it looks like uh, Secret of the Ooze Ninja Turtles or in Ghostbusters when they're rubbing the the what is that on the Statue of Liberty? They're putting all the what is that stuff? Was it slime? I, I, I was drawing a blank. Slime. They're putting slime all over it. So you make you feel good. So there, it makes you feel good about the city. The river is a color that you actually recognize. Well, it's green. Maybe, well, speaking of toilet humor, maybe I, I could get sponsored by the green gobbler toilet cleanser stuff they <laughs> sell at the Home Depot. Right. Well, you know, I don't mind the green river as long, you know, it's better than Dave Matthews Band dumping his uh, tour bus uh, toilet into the water like they did some years back. So I don't know if you remember that, but that happened. I guess they did that one year. They were driving across, and they decided to dump their... Uh, it's already bad enough that their music is essentially the equivalent of a toilet, but they were dr- dumping their, <laughs> their tour bus, whatever you call that, unit of toilet stuff, <laughs> and putting it in the Chicago River because, hey, who cares? Look at the river. It's already nasty. So, Speaking of rappers, Welcome to what Chicago. About, what about, speaking of rappers, what about House of Pain? That was cool how they were pushing the whole irish well i said that at the beginning of the podcast i said you know go play your house of pain album and uh drink some green beer and celebrate and uh whatever else you guys do if you're a little kid it's supposed to be the green river soda pop right (laughs) eat some lucky charms i'm all out of like the the irish stuff go watch leprechaun the movie you know one of those like leprechaun in the hood with iced tea you ever seen that one it's terrible oh speaking of vomit man why would you watch those movies because it's saint patrick's day so you put on your Larry Bird jersey, you you drink green beer, uh, you put on a Kiss Me Irish pin, you play House of Pain, and then you watch Leprechaun Four or however many of those movies they made. If that's not a if that's not a holiday, I don't know what is. Well, what was what was the last one they made? Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> I don't know if it's the last one, but it should have been. But it has iced tea in it, and uh, yeah, I guess Ice really needed uh, some extra money besides the uh, SUV or SVU or crime unit. New York, I don't, whatever those shows are called, CSI, I don't watch any of that stuff, Law and Order, whatever, he's on one of those shows for like 20-something years, I don't watch any of it, the guy who made Cop Killer has been a cop for 20 years on television, and people are cool with it, all right, man, uh, so check out TV.com and uh, check him out on Comcast Channel 35 or Channel 19, depending on where you're sitting in your living room happens to be which area code. It's one of those two channels. Next month, hopefully, episode two should be out there for the uh, the kitties. Something like that. It just depends on what I, you know, get arm twisted into having to, you know, keep up with the uh, the programming and right. Well, I'll definitely promote it because I need something to fill time here. So when it, you let me know when that one's getting ready to drop, and I'll. I'll tell the people out there that are really interested now because they just heard you ramble for 20 minutes about it. So it should be good. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for uh, uh, having me on the show and let me uh, plug this whole thing. Or or as as, uh, you'll see in the end of episode one, maybe you have to pull the plug, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, Tony. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me on the uh, Infinite Banter Show. You all... Do them downloads on your uh, your technological devices now. That's right. Go do it. You heard the man.
go download the show and download his show or YouTube it or whatever you want to do. It's all yeah, there for you. Yeah, maybe you used the YouTube downloader on the uh, on the YouTube there to you know download the mayonnaise video or something from the Tonyo TV YouTube channel. There it is. All right, thanks, Tonyo. Thank you very much. All right, that wraps up another episode of Infinite Banter. This is episode four. I am Mark Jolliffe. I want to thank Tony O.T., my guest, for coming on, TonyOTV.com. Check him on Public Access, Channel 35, Channel 19, in the Chicagoland area. And uh, this week, C2E2, the big comic book convention at McCormick Place in Chicago. I'll be attending that. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys listening every week. Check me out at Twitter, at Infinite Banter. Same thing for Facebook, at Infinite Banter. Podcast.com, now we're on Podbean, uh, Mixcloud, SoundCloud. If you want to bother me, I'm cool with that. Instagram and Twitter, DJ Soundwave75. And I'm also working on a hip hop mix that I finished yesterday. I plan on putting that up on Mixcloud. So if you want to hear that, I do my thing on the one and twos, that'll be up as well. So uh, thanks for checking me out. Appreciate Tony OT for coming on. Check him out at TonyOTV.com. Until next week, I'll see you. I'm out.